Hey, lovely souls. Welcome to another episode of Conscious Matters, where we dive deep into the realms of holistic wellness and mindfulness. In other words, conscious living. So we're now in January, the first month of the year, the month of fresh starts, goal-setting frenzy, and the infamous New Year's resolutions. Yes, those ones. <laughs> and January is usually the month where we all have our ducks in the row, our goals all set up, and when we go all in, diving in headfirst, motivated by the collective momentum of a new beginning. Well, at least the first days and weeks, but turns out when we're starting that strong and we're not managing ourselves, we're not managing our energy and we're losing track of our vision, our why, we can also burn too much fuel too fast and tire ourselves before we even get to fulfill our goals or whatever we set ourselves out to do or to be for this new year. So in this episode, let's see why is that and how we can keep up with the distance and slay this year by seeing it as a marathon rather than a sprint. Listen up to this gem. If you want to let go of past pain, transcend your traumas, expand your consciousness, and reclaim your power to finally be the main character of your own conscious reality, as well as learning about conscious living, you're at the right place. Welcome to Conscious Matters. It's a safe space where we chat about conscious matters, focus on self-empowerment, awareness, holistic wellness, and sustainability. Join me, Melissa DiBerry, for inspiring conversations with myself and some of the most beautiful souls out there. We expand on our experiences and share what we've learned along our healing journey to live in peace, harmony, and mindfulness on a daily basis. Oh, and share with loved ones and don't forget to take five little seconds to review this podcast by just leaving a few stars and kind words that would really help with the algorithm so we can spread the message to help more people live consciously. Get your mind, body and soul ready for a ride in consciousness. Namaste listeners. I was listening to one of Mel Robbins podcast episode. I think it was titled Don't Quit. And it was kind of a reminder when you feel unmotivated, everything about goals, so on and so forth. I will link it down in the show notes because it's very interesting. And she mentioned something very interesting at the very beginning of the podcast. She's talking about Quitter's Day. I didn't even know that that existed. Is that one day where a lot of people, if we take a pool of people, the majority will quit on the same day. And that day was determined by data from an app called Strava which based their data on 800 million users' logged activities. And Mel Robbins, in her episode, she shares that. And she's saying that according to that data, that day is the 90th day on any new routine. Like every time that you start something new, the 90th day will be the hardest. It will be kind of um, make it or break it day. It's either you push yourself and you keep on going with your goal or you quit altogether. So you know me and I had to, <laughs> to research that because I think that is so fascinating that we all have kind of the same way of functioning. I mean, 800 million people, like the data of so many different people. So yes, Quitter's Day is on the 90th day of starting a new routine, but I also saw many times across the, um, the internet that, and I'm actually going to read it, is from the nationalnews.com. It says that Quitter's Day got its name in 2019 based on data from fitness app Strava, which used information from 800 million user logged activities to find that about 80% of people who made New Year's resolutions quit them by the second week of January. 
So here, the data says as a little bit before the 90th day and other articles based on the same research from the fitness app Strava says it's the second Friday of January. So all in all, within two weeks, pretty much two weeks and a half, maybe people are quitting their goals. So now we are at the very end of January. Where are you with your goals? Did you manage to keep on going or are you contemplating giving up or have you given up already? So just to circle back quickly to Mel Robbins podcast episode, it was very interesting because I like her approach of don't be a quitter. You can do it. Keep on going, push through so on and so forth. I'm very much about that. But I think there's always two sides of the coin. And yes, if you know exactly which day you are more likely to quit, you can prepare yourself and push through. But at the same time, the other side of the coin, which I'm going to talk about here today, is to have a bird's eye perspective. Because if you quit your goal that quick, like two weeks down the line, two and a half weeks ish, it means something. Maybe something deeper that you're not even acknowledging when you push through or you give up altogether. So it turns out from my analysis <laughs> that the pressure we put on ourselves for perfection, for over-delivering and being overzealous a little bit by the end of December, the beginning of January, when we start our New Year's resolutions or different goals can be overwhelming. We set colossal goals without realizing that, just like I said in the intro, we in for a marathon, not a sprint. We have time. It's a 12-month marathon, not a one-month sprint. One thing that could explain the quitter's day and quitting our goals in January before even fully starting the new year is losing track of our timeline, losing track of our why, losing track of our vision, losing track of what made us create these goals for us in the first place. Because if you thought that, I don't know, I'm going to say something very, very generic. If you say that this year you will work out three times a week, every single week until the end of the year, but you've only managed to do that once a week or not at all, or maybe the first week and have the second week. And then <laughs> you just say like, let me do it tomorrow. Let me do it tomorrow. I mean, I've been guilty of that this week. So I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> If we go a little bit deeper, if you set that goal of working out often during the week, it means that you care about your health. You care about feeling good in your body. You want your body to feel strong and healthy, to support you throughout the day, every day, and to feel good within yourself. So once you unravel really like what's behind the goal, I feel and I've experienced that is much easier to stick with it for the long run. Plus, I think there's also this competition kind of mindset, general mindset when we start New Year's resolutions or goals at the very beginning of the year, because most often family members or friends also have their own goals. So we kind of try to up each other and that is not healthy. This is not, this is not about comparing yourself. And more importantly, it's about you. You set these goals for yourself, not for anybody else. So you don't have to be in competition with anyone except your past self, your yesterday self, 
Plus, that competition kind of adds the pressure of doing things very fast. And once you release that need for have it all together right away and upping each other, you will see that the timeline that you see for yourself is much broader, is much realistic too. So I do believe that there is a quitter's day in the first place and that we quit generally because we're not being present enough. We're not being intentional enough and we're not being that loyal to ourselves either. So if you already gave up or if you contemplating giving up or you just need extra confirmation or extra boost to keep on going with your goals, remember your vision. Remember to unravel the reason why you set that goal for yourself. See the type of person you want to be, what type of things you want to do, what type of lifestyle you want to live and how your goal is fitting into that or your goals plural. Remember that you're not in competition with anyone except yourself. Please try to do better than your past self. You will have days with and days without, but the most important is that as a general rule, you expanding and optimizing yourself compared to who you were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, so on and so forth. And remembering that you have time. You have time. Our society is so fast-paced. It's so easy to fall into the trap of being overly productive, overly busy, wanting to be acknowledged by our accomplishments. So take a breather. Take a breather. At the end of the day, you're doing that for you. You're doing that for your own optimization, for finally living a life that feels fulfilling and feels true to yourself because of what you set for yourself. So quit as they are not with this formula of vision, competition, and timeline. Normally, you should be not even concerned about quitting. So I guess this is just a reminder for you to remember to be strategic and gentle with yourself when not only setting goals, but also following your goals, pushing through the hard parts of the journey. But then you can be like, Melissa, yes, I get all of that. I'm all into my why, my vision. I'm trying to not push too much pressure on myself, but it's so hard for me to not quit. Well, you're right. <laughs> it's not easy. I didn't say that it was easy. But instead of abandoning your resolutions or your goals entirely, try to take a step back and redraft, redesign, redefine even your resolution or your goal that you feel you can realistically achieve. I'm saying that because we put too much pressure on ourselves to have everything a certain way to not say perfect from our own perspective. And we oftentimes set goals that are way too big rather than going crescendo one step at a time and remembering that steady wins the race. If you sign up for a marathon, let's say within two months or three months down the line, but you are so out of shape, you haven't worked out in forever, and you just started in January working out once a week. Let me tell you that that marathon that you want to do, yes, it's a great goal. It's wonderful. But of course, you're going to quit. First of all, we have to have a certain level of radical honesty with ourselves. 
Second of all, self-awareness. What are your capabilities? What are your skills? What is your willingness to do that certain thing? And how much energy, time, and eventually money you are ready to invest in that certain thing that you want for yourself. If you're not being strategic, you're obviously not gonna manage to get to where you want to be or become who you want to be. And then it's just gonna be a series of disappointments giving you the false idea that you are incapable, that you are a failure, that you cannot succeed at anything. And then what's the point of trying altogether anything from now on? And we don't want that, do we? We don't want that. You have to remember every single time of your capacity, of your brilliance, of what you can set yourself to do and to be in this life. This is your life. This is your movie. You get to write the script. So strategic goal setting is, I would say, one of the main solution to not fail at your goal, to not give up on your goal and eventually not give up on yourself. So if you feel that you just want to quit, this is like too much. First solution, as I said a little bit before, redefine your goal. Maybe it's just too big and you just need to chunk it out. Let's reuse the example of the marathon or maybe something more realistic, I would say, because we're not all into marathons. I mean, I am not. I love a good workout, but a marathon is not my thing. So let's say that you want to be more disciplined. You want to be more disciplined, but you keep on falling back into your old habits of procrastinating, scrolling on your phone for way too long, pushing the important tasks that you were supposed to do today to tomorrow. So if you feel that it's too hard and you're not managing to be disciplined the whole day, every day for the entire month of January, at least, you're not failing. It's normal. I actually read this quote, I think it was on Instagram, that said, be patient becoming someone you don't know. I think it was that. Maybe I'm misquoting it. That's exactly that. When we set resolutions or goals, it means that we're trying to change something about ourselves or our lives. And when I say change, it doesn't mean that the thing before was terrible, was very bad. I'm always saying that even though we're perfect the way that we are, there's so much room for improvement. I mean, the whole goal of life is growth. This life is all about growth. It's about doing, experiencing, experimenting, failing, and then learning the lessons from it all. So when you set your goals or your resolutions, you're trying to optimize yourself. You're trying to do something that will bring you more into your life than what you had before. So you don't know that version of you yet. You're on your way there, but you're not there yet. And that's fine. So it's okay to go one step at a time, even though they are baby steps. The most important is that you're moving forward. So with the discipline example, you don't manage to be disciplined the whole day. It's okay. It's okay. You haven't been disciplined anyways before. So at least you're trying now compared to before. So instead of trying to have like this day with so much on your schedule, like everything is like so strict and orderly and your subconscious is telling you like, what are you doing? Like, this is not us. Please stop. (laughs) So in order to retrain your subconscious, because it's used to your old version, or at least the version that you're trying to evolve from, try to go one step at a time. And by that, I mean, for example, having two hours, two hours out of your day, completely dedicated to a certain task that you want to do that will show you that you can be disciplined. That will be a tangible proof to show that you're capable of being disciplined. So for these two hours or even one hour, you turn off your phone or putting it on airplane mode or do not disturb. You lock yourself in a room and you focus on whatever task you're supposed to do. 
And at the end, trust me, even though you didn't finish the whole task, you will have moved beyond what you were doing before with all of this procrastination. And you add a little bit more every day. You started with one hour or two hours the next week or the next two weeks, you you turn that into three or four hours, so on and so forth. That's how you train your subconscious. Going too hard, too fast is not a viable solution. It's not sustainable. But yes, we all have a lot of issues with being patient. I made a YouTube video about patience, but also about presence. So you can check them out on Conscious Matters channel on YouTube, where if you have issues with being impatient with yourself, it can maybe help you ground yourself a little bit more and get onto the path that you set for yourself. So again, to repeat a little bit, be radically honest with yourself, be realistic with yourself, be self-aware so you can be strategic with your goals, set realistic goals and make them specific too. Make them specific and measurable milestones. When it's not only too big, but too vague, you will tend to go around it, procrastinate about it, pushing it down your priority list. So be specific. I want to be more disciplined. Yes, but in which area of my life? For what reason? What it will bring me that I don't have now or that I don't manage to do right now? And by setting these time frames, one hour, two hours a day, it will help you make it more measurable. So let's say I want to be more disciplined with my health and fitness lifestyle. Set goals. How many times are you going to work out during the week? How long are you going to work out? Which part of your body you want to emphasize on? How do you intend to change or to adapt or improve your nutrition? What type of food are you more open and willing to try? What type of food is better for your own body? Be specific. And most importantly, to embrace the journey of growth without burning out, be gentle, patient, and present with yourself. If you're not grounded, you can achieve things, but are they going to be sustainable? I'll let you answer that for yourself. (laughs) I do emphasize on that part of remembering that it's not a one-month sprint, but a 12-month marathon. Yes, again, you heard it right. There's time to breathe and recalibrate and keep on moving forward. So let's shift our perspective from urgency to endurance and explore how this mindset can transform the way that we approach our goals, that we approach our lives, that we approach pretty much everything that we do and how we connect and the impact that we want to make, maybe onto our own lives or onto the world, whatever. But take your time. Take your time, but be consistent. Which makes me wonder, do we really know or actually know how to set goals and be self-disciplined? I was talking with a friend and she was telling me that she has so many goals for this year, but she doesn't know where to start and literally overwhelming herself. One of my tricks that has been working this last couple of years is having a theme for the year. It's a very, very simple practice. So the idea is asking to yourself, what do I need more of? What am I not allowing myself to have, to be, and to experience into my life that I want more of? So then you have your why, you write whatever you need to write, or you talk to yourself. I don't know your process, but you're just putting it all out. And then having this one word that will summarize everything. So let's say it's enjoyment. So your theme of the year is enjoyment. 
you know why you need more enjoyment. And then you try to break it down. What will enjoyment bring into my life? And then you write whatever it will bring into your life. And then you break it down even more. Let's say enjoyment will bring you more carefreeness into your life. It will bring more genuine connections with people. It will allow you to be more in tune with everything that you do, maybe your work, your everyday life, so on and so forth. So now the breakdown process, the deeper breakdown process is to ask yourself, how can I reach more carefreeness? How can I connect more, more with people in a way that feels authentic and genuine? How can I be more aligned with everything that I do on an everyday basis? And the answer of the how of everything becomes your goals. So let's say how to get more meaningful and genuine connections. Maybe being more present with yourself. So first of all, that will mean meditating 10 minutes every day, every morning. Once you're more present with yourself, you're more in tune with yourself, you're more grounded with yourself, it's so much easier to hold space for others, to be a good listening ear, to give more valuable advice, and to enjoy your time a little bit more, and to be less reactive and being less restless. So one of the goal is meditating every morning for 10 minutes. Creating more meaningful connections means also going out more often or reaching out to my friends more often. So let's say to try to once a month have a video call with my friends or once every two weeks having a drink, a brunch, whatever, an outing with my friends or making new friends every quarter. So that's how it works. When I'm saying how is not so much about knowing all of the intricacies of how to get there, because it's something that you haven't done before. Obviously, you're not going to know exactly how to go about it. So when I'm saying how, understand it more as what can I do to get there? What can I do to get to where I want to be or what I want to do? So now the answer to your how is going to be the goals that you will set for yourself reminding yourself to have them being realistic, specific, and measurable, and also enjoyable. I think that's the most important thing, making sure that even though the goal itself is not enjoyable, because most of the time when we're trying to optimize ourselves, the thing that we need to do is not necessarily the thing that we want to do, but remembering that the benefits that you will reap afterwards are going to be very enjoyable. And last but not least, I've been talking a lot about keeping our goals, pushing through to get to our goals in a way that feels more genuine, more gentle, more patient, more true and aligned with our vision for ourselves, with who we truly are, without bullying ourselves. But also quitting doesn't have to be negative all the time. It has like such a negative connotation, which I get. Because sometimes we quit too early, too easily, but quitting can also be a good thing. Know when to quit. Ask yourself, am I quitting right now because I don't trust myself, because it's too difficult, because the change is too drastic, I'm frustrating myself, it's very inconvenient for my schedule or whatever? Or am I quitting because... What I chose for myself as goals or resolutions actually don't really feel aligned with my values, don't really feel aligned with the way that I envisioned myself to be. I thought that it was, but it isn't. Having experiencing it and trying these goals, I realized that it's not for me. And if you on the latter side of the question, let it go. It's okay to let it go. You don't have to be loyal to something that is not making you feel true to yourself. 
Remember, it's all about growth to get to your more authentic version possible, to get to a place where you're fully comfortable with yourself and also where you are unleashing your full potential, where you live a life full of fulfillment and enjoyment, but true enjoyment that doesn't depend on any external circumstances or people. So keep on going, push yourself when you need to push yourself, take breaks and redefine and rescale your goals when it's becoming too hard and too difficult, but also know when to quit. It's okay. That's when the honesty factors comes back in. Are you still being honest with your goals to keep on going when they feel out of alignment? So that's all I have for today. Remember to embrace the journey. Be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. I've been saying that so many times in this episode, but it's so important. And let's make this year about sustainable growth, not about sprinting, pressuring, bullying ourselves. It's about having goals, yes, but for them to work for us and not the other way around. For these goals to get us to where we want to be, who we want to become in a way that feels true, that feels authentic, that feels genuine, that feels everything that we've envisioned for ourselves. Even though you're allowed to quit on your goals, never, ever quit on yourself. Until next time, stay mindful, stay kind, and keep on slaying the marathon that is this life. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you to have taken the time to listen to me talking about conscious living. Conscious Matters is a self-produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review, and ordinate. Your support will help to keep on raising the collective consciousness together. Take care and talk to you soon.